Well, hi, it's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN. We hope you've been talking about the topics that you have suggested for this You Choose Week. It's the second time around that we have done this, and we have had topics from you, the listeners, suggested a few weeks ago. Ace McKay took those uh, on the website at Take2Show.com. And today, Debbie, we have a real regular listener and friend of the not only the show, but our ministry, and uh, with a topic suggested that I think is going to be a very lively one. Yeah, Tony uh, sent in her submission for a topic suggestion, and uh, she wanted to know how has someone shown love and ministered to you in little ways? Mm -hmm. So those little ways that make a difference in your life, maybe a smile, maybe a kind gesture, something of that nature. Tony suggested this. We're taking it on the take two way. And so we ask for your calls. How has someone shown you the love and has ministered to you in those little small ways, the Mother Teresa? ways. Do do uh, small things with great love. 833-288-3986. And Jerry, I'm so proud of myself. I did not give the pledge drive number. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in uh, day four of the pledge drive for Catholic Radio Network. So if you're listening in the, that area, please uh, call in and make a pledge. There's fall pledge drives happening all around the country, Jerry. And it's so important that we step up strong for Catholic Radio. Absolutely, and EWTN as well, so don't don't let the basket pass you by, folks. It's a virtual basket, usually, with an on-air appeal for you to help out your local Catholic station or network. And as I say, remember EWTN as well, because all of it is listener-supported, and huh, you're listening right now. That makes you a listener-supporter, I think, so yeah. please be generous. And again, our topic today, suggested by our listener Tony in Texas, how has someone shown you love or ministered to you in a little way or in little ways Mm -hmm. and i just think debbie about things like you know a a, a spouse a husband or a wife making the other one a sack lunch to go off to work and putting a little note in there you know i love you hope you have a great day yeah these are the kinds of things we're talking about folks little tiny ways that are just really really actually they're they're more significant than we realize Mm -hmm. so how has someone shown you love or ministered to you in a little way 833-288- EWTN 833-288-3986. I loved how Mother Teresa said, you know, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful and so powerful. So we want to talk about, or, or Tony is asking, and we um, uh, said yes during You Choose Week. We, we are taking this on uh, the Take Two way, and that is how has someone shown you love or ministered to you in, in small ways or big ways? You know, we can cover this from all angles, sure. but we need to hear from you. So fill the phone lines right now. Ready? Makabinsky's waiting. Go. 833-288-3986. Yeah, what are some of your favorite ways to show love to your spouse or to a child, all of your children? Maybe a sibling, uh, maybe a neighbor or a coworker. Uh, how do you show your love to them? Uh, again, in small or maybe even uh, more significant ways, or uh, you know, um, or minister to people. You know, because love, the, the little acts of love that we do, really do. We can call it a ministry in a sense, because charity is one of the virtues that we must practice. So, if we are showing love in any form, large or small, then it is indeed a ministry of charity. So, join us here with your take on this at eight three three two. 
800-209-3986. Okay, so I hope I'm not em- embarrassing my husband, Marty, if he's listening. So just, Marty, just close your ears or walk away from the radio for a second. Um, but this is true. And, it, and it's kind of, it just reminds me of when you were saying, Jerry, about leaving notes in the lunchbox and stuff like that. So I think I shared this once before, or maybe when when you were off of one of the shows, I shared it. Um, but uh, Marty has this thing now where he... Um, he likes if I if I make him a sandwich. It's not because he's lazy or anything. He just likes uh, that if I make him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a grilled cheese sandwich. And I said to him, "Why do you like when I make your sandwiches?" And he goes, "Because you make it with love." Mm, he real and it's not because he's he's lazy or anything, and he doesn't want to doesn't want to make his own his own meals. But he really and I said, "Is that for real?" And he goes, "For real." He goes, you yeah. make it with love. And I thought, how sweet. And then I thought for a second, what are you, 12 years old or something? I mean, what's the matter with you? But then I thought, no, that is really sweet. Well, there are so many other th- uh, ways that we can do this. Maybe, uh, maybe your spouse comes home from a long day at work and you just want to let them sit down and decompress for a few minutes. So you take the kids and you go out, maybe run an errand, go out in the backyard or something. Or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, instead, maybe you get the kids and you tell them all that, let's go greet mommy or let's go greet daddy. A lot of different ways that we can show love, little ways, medium ways, large ways. Love is so important. I mentioned mm-hmm. a minute ago, it is charity is one of the, uh, the virtues, virtues. And we really want to be practicing that. So we're talking today. Tony's topic on the show is how has someone shown you uh, love or ministered to you in little ways? Or we can even talk about big ways. 833-288-3986. And phone lines are starting to light up. So that's good. You're taking on this topic. Tony will be happy because I'm sure she's listening. So please uh, call in and share with with us, how has someone shown you love or ministered to you in in little ways, or like Jerry said, the bigger ways that really um, had an impact on you? And Jerry, you know, it's interesting you said that. You, you boy, you just you you triggered so many thoughts in my head when you when you said that about the the note in the lunchbox. Um, recently, one of the station managers that that I you know we do pledge drives um, for for different stations around the country, and one of the station managers uh, recently kind of went out of their way to send me a text message. It was out of the blue, and it was just a beautiful text message about how much they appreciated, um, you know, uh, my work and and me stepping up uh, in various ways. And, you know, they didn't know this, but when when that text message came in, I was actually having a really low day. Very, very low. And I was just, I was very tired. I wasn't feeling good. And this text message came in. And do you know what, Jerry? It kept me going the entire day. Mm, Beautiful. Praise God. Yeah. So little ways have a lasting impact. They do. They do. As Debbie said, lines are starting to fill up, but a couple are still open. And we really would love to welcome you into this discussion. If you have something you would like to share, maybe you give somebody a card, a greeting card, just yeah. because, just because, you know, it's not yeah. a birthday, it's not an anniversary, just because you're thinking about them and you're showing your love to them. Or how about maybe you offer to watch a family member or a neighbor's kids. They haven't had a night out together, husband and wife, you know, a date night out for a while. So you call them up and say, look, let us take the kids. You guys get out and do some. The the ideas are endless, limitless here. So how do you or how have you been shown love or ministered to in little ways or big ways? 833-288-3986. 
Okay, so Tony suggested this topic for you, Choose Week, and she wanted to know, how has someone shown you love in small ways or ministered to you in small ways? Maybe they, they didn't even know they were doing that. They were just being genuine and authentic and just being themselves, and, and, but yet it had such an impact on you. So can you tell us the details of that? It's not because Tony and the rest of us are nosy. It's because we, we learn and grow from the details, folks. So here is the number. Please fill up those last remaining um, free phone lines there. 833-288-3986. Matt Kabinsky is waiting to answer your call. You'll chat with him for a few minutes. You'll uh, He'll put you on hold. You'll get to listen live and you'll slip right into the discussion as we um, uh, bring up your microphone for to be on air with us and the Take Two family. It's a very friendly experience. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. So dial in 833-288-3986. And Jerry, before we go to the phones, let me just share about this month's devotion is to Our Lady of Sorrows. And we ask Mary to pray for us so that we can unite our ourselves to her in her sorrow, in the hope that we will one day also share her joy in the triumph of her son. Join in this devotion to Mary and strengthen your connection to Our Lady with rosaries and and statuettes and bracelets and holy cards and prayer booklets and so much more. All of this for this month's devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows is at EWTNRC.com. All right, excellent. Go there, folks. So you you know you're already starting to think about what you're going to get those loved ones for Christmas. So make sure you stop at ewtnrc.com when you're about the rounds of your shopping. And that phone number again eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. How has someone shown you love or ministered to you in a small way? Maybe they were just going through the contacts in their in their cell phone and just they decided just to reach out just because see how you're doing maybe it was someone who told you they're praying for you it could be just a million different things the the signs of love that we receive what's one that's been given to you by someone 833-288-3986 and we'll start with Jeannie who is in Ranchester Wyoming listening on KHNA radio hi Jeannie hi Jeannie how are you hello thank you for having me Um, hi Jeannie yes so I own a Catholic store in Little Ranchester, Wyoming, and this is a plug for all our Catholic stores across the U.S. is, you know, we're on the front lines every day, and we don't do it to get rich. We do it to save souls. And lots of examples. I had a young man yesterday, um, non-Catholic, so a majority of these people, instead of going into the Christian stores, they come into the Catholic stores. And, you know, just simple act of giving a holy card. And he reminded me yesterday that that little prayer card changed his whole life, you know. And I keep a running list of all the people I pray for. And for him to see his name on the prayer list and then to tell you the story, um, you know, in, in this store alone, I've brought in, not me, but through the store of the grace of God, five Catholics. Uh, two more baptized last Sunday. Beautiful. So, you know, just go in your Catholic stores, thank them. Um, it's an endless job, and it's challenging with mm-hmm. the times that we're in. Yeah, it sure is. How long have you been uh, in business there, Jeannie? Five years. Oh, five years. That's nice. 
That's, you know, uh, you, you've, in a certain sense, I guess you would know this better than I would, but it, and maybe you've passed some of the critical stages of early, you know, business of reaching five years is a, certainly a milestone. A lot of Catholic uh, book and gift shops are not surviving, so it's great to hear that you have. Um, and yeah, I was, I'm on your website right now, and uh, you've got some beautiful stuff there. And I just love the fact that, that you have these people coming into the store, and God's grace is for some reason bringing them in. And then your gifts, the things you have, and I'm sure you and whoever else is in the store probably share the Catholic faith with them, you know, very patiently, gently. And, and God is doing great things there, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Well, and you get not only the good, but you get the hate. And mm. it's been a lot of neat time. It's been a lot of grace of God. Um, one of my, my best examples was, you know, even we struggle, but um, some of the need time is I was pleading with Padre Pio to give me an answer, and right. I wasn't getting the answer. So <laughs> I said, well, at least send me a spiritual child then, just so I know, you know, which direction to take this. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, Seven o'clock at night, while I was rearranging the store, this Italian came to the door, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Well, what are you doing in the middle of nowhere?" And I'm like, "Well, what's an Italian doing in the middle of nowhere?" <laughs> and lo and behold, this gentleman actually received his first communion from Padre Pio, wow. and I have his picture as an example on my purgatory mm-hmm. wall with Padre Pio, Father Alessio, mm-hmm. and this gentleman. And you know, the fact when we don't think that our prayers are being answered, they are. And, you know, God sends them to us. Yeah. And and that's exactly what we get is when somebody walks in the door, you know, they're not always in a suit and tie. Some of them have tattoos and hairs down past their way. And you're like, okay, are you here because you need something? Or what? what's the other motive? But, um, yeah, and... And when God said, bring him his loss, that's what the Catholic stores do. So keep all of us in your prayers, please. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and Jeannie, I just want to say, I mean, if you've listened to the show, um, you you know that Padre Pio is one of our uh, powerhouse saints that we go to before each and every show. We pray, um, we talk about the powerhouse eight that we go to. It's Padre Pio. So I I just have to say, if you're if you're going to lean on Padre Pio as one of your go to saints, I, I think you're going to be fine. Five years going strong. I think you got another fifty or or five hundred years uh, ahead of you because. Pretty awesome, Jeannie. And you know, one other thing I wanted to just say, because you learn a lot, you learn, I mean, I, I have anyway, in the past uh, 10 years on, on Catholic radio, um, that, you know, you can pick up the nuances of somebody's um, spirit by the way they talk and their, their, um, their, their tone and the way they deliver the message. And Jeannie, I, I just think you're in the right place at the right time. You have a beautiful uh, pastoral sense about you. I can feel it. Um, and I've been in religious education for many years. And I just want to say, God bless you. You're, you're probably in the most perfect place for, for you in ministry work. Well, God bless you, and thank you, and I love listening to the story. I don't always get to call in between customers, but thank you both for what you do as well. 
Absolutely. We're here because of you and, and for you, Jeannie. You're part of the Take-Two family, a huge mm-hmm. part of it. So thank you very much for that contribution to our conversation today. Do you remember the time you and I, we were we were on some location for Catholic Radio, and we walked into one of the Catholic bookstores, and they were playing Take-Two through oh, the yeah. through the uh, speakers. Remember? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Maybe Jeannie can do that. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go visit Jeannie in Wyoming. Yeah, well, you know where to find her, Ranchester, Wyoming. I love it. I just yeah. looked up Catholic Book and Gift Shop, Ranchester, Wyoming, and there it came up right there. Wow, good deal. Yeah. Okay, so let's hear what Letty has to say. First-time caller in Texas on the EWTN app. Welcome to Take Two. Thank you so much, and, and God bless you, and, and thank you for your beautiful, for your beautiful ministry. Uh, I echo the sentiments of so many of your listeners who tell you every day uh, what a blessing you are, and, and I listen to you uh, almost daily. Uh, I love this topic. Uh, I was telling your screener that here recently I was, I've been going through some family drama, uh, and I've been right smack in the middle of it, uh, long story short. Uh, I want uh, so badly for my nine-year-old niece to receive her sacraments. Uh, she hasn't been baptized. She hasn't made her first Holy Communion. So I, um, I, I guess I volunteered myself, right, to to make sure that this happens. And and it didn't go well. It did not go well with mm-hmm. her father, who has other other thoughts, right, other ideas for her. So this created an an awful, I would say, an ugly, ugly. Um, moment for us, uh, and um, I I couldn't understand. I just couldn't understand. I thought, you know, I'm doing the right thing. This is the best thing for her. And uh, I have a beautiful, beautiful sister in Christ, Julie in San Antonio, who also listens to you. And I called her immediately, and I said, I'm being humiliated, and, you know, I, I'm doing the right thing, and, and my brother's being ugly to me, and, and this is for, you know, the, the best, this is in the best interest of, of my beautiful niece. And and she listened to me, and uh, she said, everything's going to be fine. God's going to take care of it. This little girl may even be the one who brings her dad, her parents, to Christ, to Jesus. And I said, okay, well, that's fine and dandy. <laughs> but if that's going to be the end result, the happy ending, why does it have to be so difficult? Like, why does the journey have to be so difficult? And she told me very patiently the way she usually talks to me, so soothing. She said, that, you have to ask Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And that's all I had to mm-hmm. hear, mm-hmm. because I thought, here I am, throwing a little pity party for myself, because people are being ugly to me, people are being mean to me. Uh, but, oh my goodness, Jesus suffered so much more for me, and he was so humiliated, and um, after communion on Sunday, I talked to him. And in my heart, I felt that he asked me, what are you willing to suffer? What are you willing to withstand Hmm. so that Emily can receive her sacrament? And I said, anything. You're willing to be humiliated. You're willing to be called ugly names. And I said, yes. Yes. And so I thank thank God for my sister, Julie, and and I also thank you uh, for all your beautiful inspirational messages, your beautiful prayers, just just your beautiful ministry. Mm. Thank you so much. 
Oh, Letty, you are you are a precious soul to us. Thank you so much for sharing from your heart. That's what we always, Jerry and I always want to make that connection from the head to the heart. And it's so important to us because that's what ministry is all about. And I think Tony, who suggested this topic, that's what she wanted to tap into. You know, how has someone ministered to you with love and with understanding? And you had this beautiful kind of, um, you know, uh, epiphany, if you will, right? You know, you, you, your friend came, Julie came along, gave those words, you took it to God, and then you had this deeper understanding. It all came full circle for you. And Letty, as you were speaking, all I could say is it's, it's a five letter word, trust. It's all about trust. He, you know, the divine mercy message, Jesus, I trust in you. He wants us to trust him so much. That's why I believe, Letty, and tell me if you agree, and Jerry, that's why the journey seems so odd, you know, because it, it takes forever sometimes. And, you know, look at St. Monica with St. Augustine. I mean, that woman, wow. I don't know how she did it with the patience. She had the patience of a saint. She sure did. Okay. And, and Letty, it, it is trust. He wants us to trust him and to get that deeper knowledge and understanding of what he has done for us and how much he loves each and every one to, each and every one of us individually and collectively as the body of Christ. So Letty, I'm, I'm right with you. Um, so this world doesn't make sense to me, but if I stay with this idea of Jesus, I trust in you, I, it, everything makes sense. What do you say to that, Letty? Amen. <laughs> You're spot on. You are spot on. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I hear you practically every day, but I just don't have, I don't know, the courage to call, but today I had to. Today I had to share this with you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, I was going to use the same word Debbie said in, in a different way. Debbie said you, you had an epiphany. I was going to say you get it. You get it. What I mean by that is, Letty, you get how Jesus works. You know, you look at him on the cross and you say, okay, right, okay, I get it, Jesus. You've suffered way more than I possibly, a gazillion times more than I ever would. But, and then Jesus invites you in to have a share of that suffering, to see these things, these desires of your heart and these things that you believe are his will uh, to come to pass. So sometimes you have to just say, if somebody says no and you know it's really supposed to be the right thing, sometimes we just patiently have to say, okay. I'm fine with that for right now, and then just allow the grace of God to continue kind of moving that thing forward until uh, until the time that that desired outcome happens. Mm -hmm. So, so you sound like the person who can do just that. And Jerry, you're starting to sound like a priest. I'm just going to tell you that. There you you go. Wow. Uh, Interesting. Um, uh, Folks, we have an open phone line, 833-288. 3986. That is the number to call. And our friend Tony, she suggested this topic. She's part of our our ministry team. She does a great job. And Tony said, uh, please, I want to know what ways people have ministered to you and sent those messages and gestures of love to you and how it has impacted you. She wants to know because she cares. She's another one who who, uh, has connected the head and the heart. I love that. So important. What do you say to that before we get to our dear friend Wilma in Nova Scotia? Well, actually, I got a very personal um, example that I could share, and I've mentioned on the show before. I before I moved from California to Florida, um, I was sharing a house with a very dear friend. He just turned ninety-one. Beautiful soul, daily communicant, 
and I it was hard for me to leave, you know, because I I had sort of in my heart uh, made it made up my mind that I was going to you know care for him until his moment of entry into eternity, but God has called me out of Florida to step back into formation for the priesthood, and so people from our parish, there are two ladies who are taking him meals, a deacon who's bringing him communion, there is another gentleman who stops by and gets the mail a couple times a week. And I, I sort of put the, the, the request out there, but I didn't really have time to formally organize anything. They have taken it upon themselves. So Harvey is getting visits three or four times a week. And wow. they sit and talk with him for an hour or two. That's and beautiful. Um, Debbie, it's, uh, it, it's my, it, it has healed my broken heart a lot. Let me put it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. And so they are ministering yes. to you and to him. And, and, yeah, and wow. Yeah. Beautiful. This is You Choose Week here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. We hope you join us, 833-288-3986. As part of You Choose Week, you get to submit the topics, and then Ace McKay, our wonderful producer, we all get to pick... Uh, what is going to be aired on the week for You Choose Week. We're on the um, fourth day. Um, tomorrow is unscripted, so you can bring anything to the table of, as part of You Choose Week. But Tony, our dear friend in Texas, she uh, suggested that she wanted um, the question put out there to the Take-Two family. How has somebody ministered to you, uh, loved you, sent you kind gestures that really impacted you in a positive way? So please call in 833 and Jerry and I were sharing that right now uh, it, it's the fall season and that's when the um, very important fall pledge drives start for our our affiliates around the country. It is an important pledge drive, uh, the fall one, because that that helps uh, the stations get through the fall months into the winter and then turn the page for the new year. So it's it's important that they have full participation from their listening areas and everybody steps up, tells a friend, uh, texts a friend, uh, you know, gives them the number of the pledge drive number. And next week, uh, we want to draw your attention to this. Next week, our wonderful friends of a very long time our friends at the Station of the Cross need to hear from you next week. They're airing their 2023 Fall Appeal all next week. It's a five-day appeal. So if you're listening to any of their 20-plus stations in New York and Pennsylvania, Northeast Ohio, and Massachusetts, also they have the iCatholic radio app, so all around the, the country, please support your EWTN Catholic radio station. And if your local Catholic radio station comes to you or EWTN or anywhere else you see where it says listener supported, listener funded, we need your help. Please, folks, step up. Not everybody can pledge right now because of the finances and the economy and what's going on in the world, but there are people, let's face it, there are people that God has blessed you with an excess. And if and if you're those, those uh, unique, special people in that position, please step up for the rest of us. We want to see Catholic radio um, and television go uh, strong into the future. We always say this, Jerry, as you know, we want Catholic radio to uh, thrive, not just survive. Mm, absolutely. All right. Good reminder, Deb. Thank you. Uh, we're going to go back to the calls talking about how some, if, if you've had somebody 
show their love for you or minister to you in some way, small or large, expected or unexpected. Maybe, uh, maybe their act of love or ministering to you in some way caused you to turn to God and say, God, please bless the socks off of this person for what they've done for me. 833-288-3986. There is a line open for you right there if you want it. Wilma has been holding patiently in Nova Scotia, listening today on uh, Sirius XM 130. Wilma, thank you for joining us. Hello, thank you for taking my call. Anytime. Um, in our country, I don't know if it's like this in the U.S., I'm in Canada, um, mm-hmm. we're having an issue right now between uh, heterosexual parents and their children and the LGBTQ uh, movement in the school system. Um, there's There have been protests and just a lot of back and forth, you know, Parents trying to protect their children, I would guess, and maybe some hate in there, too. I, I really don't know. But um, my sister, and my, my husband's sister-in-law, made a post on social media about the fact that what I understood it to say is that we are, um, we are what's the word, um, indoctrinating our children into the Catholic faith basically, because we don't talk to them about the LGBTQ community. Um, so I, I sent back a post, a note saying, you know, that we, we love our children. We don't think there's always the right time to talk about this with them, mm-hmm. especially when they're little, when they're young. And this is the faith that we're trying to raise our children with. You know, we don't see it as indoctrinating them. This is the faith we believe in, and we like to, our children to come to know it. Um, but anyhow, this went back and forth for a few days. And my husband came up to me, and he said, he said, I'm proud of you for standing up. I looked at him, and I said, what did you say? He said, I'm proud of you for standing up. Now, these, this lady that I was exchanging conversation with happens to be his sister-in-law and he has another sister-in-law who agrees and I thought wow I love you I love you because this is really um, really important to me this is really um, something that that needs to be needs to be said you know Catholics aren't indoctrinating their children mm-hmm. And I was, I was so happy that he said that, in spite of family ties. It's, he didn't say he hates his family. He's not against his family or in, uh, angry at them. But he did say to me, I'm proud of you mm-hmm. for standing up. So I just wanted to well, share. Well, so glad that you did, Wilma. And your husband is a very wise man and obviously a loving man because he said exactly what should have been said. You know, he's proud of you for standing up for that. And you mentioned, um, you know, the possibility that Canada is a little bit ahead of us in in some of these uh, cultural uh, matters. Well, uh, if you're ahead, it's not by much because the state I just fled, in a sense, to move to Florida, it was California, and they have passed a a law that says... um, Kids can be taken away from parents who do not um, embrace and facilitate their, you know, gender transition or something to that effect. 
I'm not exactly familiar with what the bill was, but I know that it passed. And so, in essence, the um, the LGBTQ um, uh, community, if I can put it that way, um, they, they've really transitioned. You know, they've gone from, you know, we just want to live normal lives among the rest of you and, and just leave us alone and we want to be accepted and, and respected and so forth. Nothing wrong with that, you know, because we want to respect and, and appreciate all of the gifts of, of God and that, that includes every created human person. But it's gone from that to now it's, it's really more of a militant kind of a thing. It's you must accept it, you must embrace it, you cannot impede it, and any attempts to impede the, uh, the movement forward of, of that agenda, especially in the lives of our kids, is greeted with uh, let's 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 be honest. You know, it's greeted with vitriol, with shaming, with anger, and and obviously through the legal system and, and, and all of the you know, education and, and all of these other institutions. So, the the ultimate thing is that people like you, Wilma, like us, we have to just simply charitably stand up and say, you know, the love of our children cannot include the things that are in direct contrast to the natural law and God's divine law. And remember, parents are the first educators of their kids. So, um, Debbie, I could probably go on, but I, I suppose I've said enough. No, um, no, that was that was um, really well said. And Wilma, I just want to say, uh, going back to your husband's comment about that he was proud of you for standing up, you know, when, when we're dealing with family, it can get really, you know, dicey. It can get, it can be really hard to navigate these things. And, you know, when our spouses, um, you know, make that extra comment to us and they say, you know, I'm really proud of you. I'm going to start to cry, Wilma. It's, it's just hit me really hard what you said, because I've, uh, Jerry and I do a lot of life coaching and in, in a, a lot of the clients we work with, they, they long for that. They want their spouses to be proud of them. They want their spouses to affirm them and, and, you know, for, for husbands and wives and families to stick together and, and to speak the truth with charity and clarity. And Wilma, for your husband to do that, I, I'm sure it meant so much to you deep in your soul. And, you know, we're, we're facing difficult times where we do have to speak the truth. Now it's, it's, some people have different ideas on how to go about that. You know, some people are, you know, using social media and they're going out there, um, you know, with that megaphone and, and they're just, um, you know, using all sorts of emotion with it. And, you know, that can be good. And sometimes that's not so good. And then others are, are doing it quietly through prayer. And that's really good. We know that some are fasting. That's fantastic. Um, and some are, are, are really trying to get the message out in a, in a real clear way. And it sounds like, Wilma, you know, you, you stood, um, you stood firm, you stood tall, you spoke the truth and your husband recognized that that is a beautiful thing. You, you have, you had a beautiful encounter there, I, I believe. Any comments? Well, um, just that, you know, there was a lot of vitriol. There was a lot of mind your own business, you know, um, and drawing other family members mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Um, into the conversation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, if you don't agree or affirm, but the catechism says not to affirm, you know, to mm -hmm. treat them with kindness and, mm -hmm. and respect, and, but not to affirm them in their, in their walk, you know? Yeah. And, 
And I guess well, that, the truth will set you free, right? The truth will yeah. set you free. We've got to communicate the truth. I think people are running away from the truth because they're afraid to be canceled. And that's a problem when there's a fear that's leading it. Fear is a strong motivator. Would you say that's, that's an issue too, what you're seeing? I think so. I think, I think that, that is a fact. My husband uh, made that comment. Uh, his sister-in-laws both are Catholic, um, and they say, I, I, I'm faith, I'm, you know, I have my faith, I'm living my faith. Well, you know, really, you're not living your faith if you, if you affirm your child. You have to love your child, but you don't affirm them in, a, in some, uh, something that could endanger their soul, you know, and you don't endanger your own soul. But, you know, that's, I guess, the bottom line. It's the health of our souls. Yeah. And they're not willing to look beyond their stance right now. Right, right. On the issue, you know. Yeah, and Wilma, you know, them saying to you, well, you have your faith, just keep it over there. Well, the the, the reality of it is your faith is in the all-knowing, omnipotent, omnipresent, you know, all-powerful God who created everything and everyone. Therefore, you know, your faith is really not just something that you can compartmentalize and just say, that I'm just going to put this in a little box on the coffee table in my house. No, your faith is in a God who created them as well and has their best interests in mind and, of course, the kids' best interests in mind. So, like you said, charity has to rule the day, but we cannot uh, refuse to speak up when an opportunity and I think a, a responsibility presents itself, and, and that's what you did, it sounds like. so. I didn't, you know, I, I never did ever use any hateful language sure. towards them. I presented the facts, um, and that's all I did, you know. There was mm-hmm. never any slurs, never any insult. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and this family, uh, there are seven more children, six more children involved, adult children who have taken on that mindset, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, but do you know what, though, Wilma? We have prayer and we have fasting. And we can and we can um, put our efforts in that direction. And I can tell you that I've seen miracles happen. I mean, major miracles. I could go. I we could do a show on this. I can go on and on with miracles when when folks commit to prayer and fasting. I would suggest that for you and for and for your husband and any other family member that would like to take part. And remember, fasting doesn't have to be like you have to starve yourself from different food. You can be a fasting from a luxury or something that you like to do or something of that nature. Wilma, I say we go to prayer and fasting. What do you say? I think so. That more, it says more is accomplished by prayer and fasting. That's right. Yeah. Bless your heart, Wilma. Thank you so much for calling from Nova Scotia today. We appreciate that. Maureen and Marilyn, we're going to get to you in just a sec. I have to uh, give a notification about something first, then we'll um, repeat the phone number for anybody else who has a moment or two and would like to join the conversation. Um, you all know about the great program that Raymond Arroyo has on EWTN. It is Thursdays at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on both EWTN television 
and radio. It's called The World Over Tonight and Tonight on The World Over with Raymond Arroyo. He'll be joined by Bill Donahue and Ron Rishlack with some news on Pius XII. Uh, he is so often accused of uh, helping the Nazis uh, against the Jews. Jason Everett also will interview Raymond about his new book, and Raymond will have part two of his interview with Bob Unanaway of Goya Foods. So that's The World Over with Raymond Arroyo tonight, 8 Eastern Time on EWTN Radio and Television. Do you want to hear something about Goya Foods? Sure. That's all I buy. Yeah. Yeah, I love their foods. I love all their all their canned beans, every, everything. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. The food is excellent. And I, I have stocked up, and, and you know, in case, you know, it's been a rough summer out here in Arizona, and so you always get nervous, like, if you don't have power or something, and they're incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. Anyway, just thought I'd say that. Okay. 833-288-3986. How has somebody lo- shown love to you or ministered to you in uh, kind of a, maybe a small way, an unexpected way, a large way? 833-288-3986. We continue this conversation with Maureen in Clarksburg, Maryland on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Maureen. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for hanging in there with us. Sure. I think uh, about a couple of years ago, the question of the day was, um, you all asked who was your hero. We were talking, you were talking about heroes or something like that. And I called in at the time and told you that my daughter, I don't want to (laughs) cry, and son-in-law were my heroes because he was battling colon cancer Mm -hmm. at 35. Mm -hmm. And um, he did die in December of 2021 Mm -hmm. and left a three-year-old and my daughter and um, sometime after that, I was at a woman's retreat at Our Lady of Bethesda, and the topic of the retreat was prayer. And the priest was giving us tips on prayer and whatnot. And afterwards, when I was at a round table with some women that I knew and didn't know, and I said, you know, I'm just so done with praying right now. I'm So many people were praying for Travis, strangers, you know, the person that did my hair, the person, you know, different faith, and the stranger looked at me and she said, your prayers weren't for what you thought they were for, and it just kind of stopped me in my tracks, and I said, well, what were they for? And she said they were to get him into heaven, Hmm. and it just hit me as a truth, and the truth was Travis had never been baptized, and I did try, I, I baptized him on his deathbed, basically, and talked to a priest about that. He had a little bit of interest in being baptized towards the end, but he married into this big Catholic family. And um, I really knew in that moment that had it not been for that marriage and into this family and everything that happened, that that was probably the truth, that he would have been like a lost soul. So in that moment, that woman's words just, just opened up the reality of the situation. And um, it changed my life. Wow. Wow. Those are those moments that will stay with you forever, even into eternity, Maureen. And what a beautiful thing that person said to you. You know, your prayers were, you know, maybe not for what you were specifically asking for, but 
to get him into heaven. And there are no accidents with God, you know. I, I think about, I mentioned my own sister's passing on the show here. She was away from the church for decades, and she was she got, she got had three months from diagnosis to death of a rare form of cancer, and God's grace worked. worked. We were praying fervently for a healing, but I know God used those prayers to bring her back to the sacraments. Mm-hmm. And Debbie, you could tell stories along those mm-hmm. lines, and Maureen, you probably know other stories like this as well. And it just gets back to, you know, God has... His most important objective in our lives is to get us to heaven, and God will permit, He will allow, He will sometimes and maybe cause certain circumstances to come along that are going to help facilitate that. But what could be more important than that? You know, this life is very short, and eternity will never, ever end. So getting to heaven is is so critical. Mm-hmm. So five days ago, Maureen, um, it was Padre Pio's feast day. And Padre Pio was known for saying very similar things to people that followed him around in San Giovanni Rotondo. They would say, you know, uh, Father, you know, uh, Father Pio, why, why, why is this happening? Padre Pio, why did God answer it this way? Why did, why did that, my loved one die? Why did that person get sick? Why, why, why? The constant whys. And Padre Pio would say similar things that, 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 that person said to you, Maureen. That it's, that it's for that soul, always for that soul, and for the souls around that soul. So that means you and your, your grandchild and your daughter and everyone else around Travis. And it's so important when we think of the soul first, like Padre Pio always told all, all of his followers and spiritual sons and daughters, if we go with the lead of the soul first and then the body, Okay, we go, but as human beings, Maureen, what do we do? We go for the healing of the body, right? So I want, I want Travis to be healed. I want Travis to be here and raise his family. Of course you do. We all do. That's, that's the, that's what we want as, as moms and dads and grandparents, right? But if we go with the soul first, then everything makes sense. It really does. And it's so interesting. And I think your story and your comments um, that just uh, that just uh, reiterates it all for us, or, or or stresses it and emphasizes it for us, because we need to hear that over and over again. Because Maureen, the world, and you heard it with Wilma's uh, call right before you, the world is telling us just just get your needs met, do what you want to do. It's all about you, and and let make yourself feel good, and it's all about living in this world, and that's what the world's telling us. But that's not what we, we long for and we need to get back to because we are created by God and, and the goal is to get back to God. So Maureen, um, with that, I wanted to ask you uh, some final comments on, on your thoughts about what Jerry shared or what, or what my reflection was on this because this really impacted me. I don't think there's any accident to your call at all. But um, I put, uh, Travis um, and you, Maureen, if you feel comfortable giving us your daughter's first name, and then your grandchild now is five. How is your grandchild doing? He'll be five November 9th, and he is an amazing little person. He still feels connected to his dad. Um, he's he's very... Um, I've introduced him to the Book of Saints, and he seems to be drawn to St. Michael the Archangel. And um, my, my daughter's name is Meredith. His, his name is Conrad. And, um, you know, there's still work to be done um, mm-hmm. in this family in terms of, you know, practicing the sacraments on a regular basis and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like the heart is willing, but, you know, the discipline's not there kind of thing. But he's an amazing little 
person and um, remarkable things come out of his mouth. And my daughter is, you know, actually God sent a man into her life, which I was surprised it happened as fast as it did, but prayers were answered in a different way. And he seems like he's always been there. And it turns out that he kind of was in their orbit, little did we know. But he remembered her coming into a restaurant and ordering a club soda when she was pregnant. (laughs) He was the bartender. And so it's just like, what is this? You know, Mm -hmm. what is going on? Mm -hmm. But so thank you for asking how she's doing. She's she's a remarkable woman. That's all I can say. She's um, right. And we're actually laying Travis's remains to rest November 10th, because when he died in Vermont, it was the ground was frozen and they don't bury. Right. So um, his remains have been at the funeral home, and of course I've been bringing this up over the past couple of years. He just was not in a place to be able to handle it. But it's happening November 10th, and we'll all be together to lay him to rest, which is also remarkable because, you know, a lot of people spread their ashes these days. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, she's up there explaining to people why she's not. She does get it. He gets yeah. that this is his mortal remains, and they're going to stay intact, and they're going to be right. buried. So a couple things, Maureen, real quickly. So, so see how God connects the dots of the puzzle pieces. He, he's, he's amazing. I brought up Padre Pio, right? And so there, there's that direct uh, connection um, with St. Michael. Okay, so Padre Pio, St. Michael, uh, your, your grandson, Conrad, has, uh, has an, um, he's drawn to St. Michael. There's no accident to that, Maureen. I feel it so strongly. It's, it's overwhelming, actually. Um, I would definitely stay close to that connection. Um, and, and Conrad uh, making that connection with St. Michael, there's a reason, Maureen. Just remember that there's a reason. I, I feel it very strongly, okay? Okay. I will take that to heart. And finally, before I let you all go, there is a a, pers- a family that I know who had a baby girl four months ago. Her name They named her Regina Marigold. And uh, the mother found out at 20 weeks she had a serious birth defect. Of course they had her. She was her seventh child. Um, she was supposed to die right away. She was baptized right away. She lived four months, and she died this morning at 1245. Mm. So I was just with that community. Um, he was a teacher at my son's school. And um, we all just said the rosary for them. But Regina Marigold, Bronzy is her last name, I'm sure is uh, in heaven. So yeah. We will definitely put her sweet, precious name and, and soul on our prayer book. right? Debbie? Absolutely. Yeah. Got, it. Got, got them, everybody in the prayer book. And Maureen, I don't know if you know this, but Conrad's birthday is my birthday, November mm-hmm. 9th. <laughs> Wow, no accident. I can't no. wait to share with my daughter about yeah. this phone call. Yeah, yeah. And I have a very strong attachment to St. Michael, so much so I took Michelle as my confirmation name. So even more connecting the dots. You see how God works, Maureen? There's no accident. Thank you so much for your call. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please, Maureen, stay in touch with us. You can always email us at take2 at EWTN.com. There's no accident with God, Jerry. No. This and really every episode proved that on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Take Two family, way to go again today. Thanks, Tony, for the suggestion on the topic. Uh, tomorrow we uh, we finish up You Choose Week because every month we do Unscripted, and that's always you get to choose the topic. 
almost anything that you want to talk about is fair game tomorrow here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I love Unscripted because it's the end of the month and it's kind of like a catch-all. We bring everything to the table tomorrow, so that's super exciting. Thank you to the show team. Michael McCall was on social media, Matt Kabinsky on phones, and of course, Ace McKay, our producer. Until tom- And we want to thank all the affiliates for carrying the show. Until tomorrow, have a beautiful and blessed day. See you real soon.